I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. You might have heard this before. I know I have. Cause this song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant was never the name of a restaurant. That was always just the name of this song. And I guess that, well, that's probably why I still call this song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. I wasn't gonna sing the song tonight or this decade but I realized sometime earlier this year that it had been 26 years since this come out as a movie and and it was two years before that that it came out as a record and it was two years ago on the record which means it was like 30 Thanksgivings ago 30 years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I decided to go up and visit Alice at the restaurant but Alice didn't used to live in a restaurant she used to live in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Facha the dog and living in the bell tower like that they used to have a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be Seeing as how they took out all of the pews and having all that room, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, found the place was filled with garbage, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the town dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction and headed on toward the town dump. We got there, and there was a sign, a chain across the road, and the sign said, closed on Thanksgiving. We had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before. And so with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset, looking for another place to put the garbage. And we didn't find one, till we come to a side road, and off of the side of the side road there was a 15-foot cliff and at the bottom of the cliff there was another pile of garbage. We decided that one big pile would be better than two little ones and rather than bring that one up we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. <laughs> 
Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat. Went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. He said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage. Just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi. I cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. It was after speaking to Obi for about 45 minutes on the telephone that we finally arrived at the truth of the matter. And Obi said we had to go down and pick up the garbage, and we also had to go down and talk to him at the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one of two things that Obi could have done at the police officer station. And the first thing was he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely. Hey, we didn't expect him. And the other possibility was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't counted on. And we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with the handcuffs on. He said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car. And we sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. Friends, I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this was happening. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it, and they was using up all kinds of cop equipment they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster tire track, footprints, dog smelling prints. They took 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. They took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and the southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. And it was after the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was going to put us in a cell. He said, kid, I'm going to put you in a cell. Give me your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And he said, kid, we don't want any hangings. And I said, Obi, did you think I was going to hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure and friends Obi was Cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown Took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars Roll the toilet paper out the window Slide down the roll, have an escape and get away Obi was making sure alright And it was about four or five hours later that Alice Remember Alice? This is still the song about Alice. And anyway, Alice come by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, she bailed us out of jail. We went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat. Went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning. When we all had to go to court, we walked in, sat down. 
Obi come in with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us and he sat down a man come in he said all rise and we stood up and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures and the judge walked in with a CNI dog <laughs> sat down we sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog, and then at the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures, and looked at the CNI dog, and Obi began to cry. Cause Obi come to the realization that this was a typical case of American blind justice, and there was no way the judge was gonna look at the 27 8 by, well, it didn't matter. Cause we was fined $25 each and we had to pick up the garbage in the snow. But that's not really what I come to talk about so much. I, I just thought I'd mention it. Cause I know there's probably some people sitting here tonight thinking this is some kind of nostalgic ballad or something and <laughs> I hope so never know they still got that building down in New York City on Whitehall Street and others like it all around America and that's where you used to have to go get injected inspected detected infected neglected and selected and I remember I had to go in there one morning a long time ago for a physical examination so I got good and drunk the night before cuz I wanted to feel my best when I went in that morning I mean, I wanted to feel, I wanted to look, I wanted to be like the all-American kid. And when I went in that morning, I was hung down, I was brung down, I was hung up. I was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking things. I walked in, I sat down. Give me a piece of paper, said kid. See the psychiatrist, room 604. I went up there. I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want to kill. I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead bird bodies. I mean, kill. 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 And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And he started jumping up and down with me. And we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, 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 kill. Till the sergeant come over, pinned the medal on me, sent me down the hall, said, you're our boy. <laughs> I didn't feel real good about it, right? I proceeded on down the hall getting more injections, inspections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. And I was there for two, three, four, five hours. I was there for a long time going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. They was inspecting, injecting every single part of me. And they was leaving no parts untouched. But I proceeded through until I finally come to see the very last man. I walked up. I said, what do you want to see me about? He said, kid, we only have one more question. Have you ever been arrested? <laughs> and I told him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre with five-part harmony, full orchestration, all kinds of the phenomenon. He stopped me right there. He said, kid, did you go to court? 
And I told him the story of the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and the paragraph on the back of each one. He stopped me again. He said, kid, I want you to go over. Sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid. <laughs> I went over there. Group W. Group W is where they used to put you if you may not have been moral enough to join the army. After committing your special crime, there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly looking people on the bench. There was mother rapers, father stabbers, father rapers. I mean, there was father rapers sitting there on the bench next to me. I mean, he was mean, nasty, ugly, horrible, crime-fighting guys. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me, and he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? I said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $25 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> he said, Kid, what was you arrested for? I said, littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there <laughs> until I said, and creating a nuisance. And then they all come back and shook my hand. And we had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping, we were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of stuff, having a good time. Till the sergeant come over, had some paper in his hand. He held it up, he went like this, he said, Kids, this piece of paper's got 37 words for them sentences. One no time to crime, you tell crime, you got to think of say, pretend, tune about the crime, resting off his name, kind of thing, got to say, and he talked for 45 minutes, but nobody understood a word he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench. And I wrote down the massacre like I was supposed to, and I put down my pencil, turned over the piece of paper, there on the other side of that piece of paper. In the middle of the other side, underlined and capitalized, away from everything else on the other side, read the following words. Kid, have you rehabilitated yourself? I went over to the sergeant, I said, Sergeant, you got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench. I mean, I'm sitting, I mean, I mean, I'm on the group W bench Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough to join the army Burn women, kids, houses, children, villages After being a litter bug He said, kid, we don't like your kind We're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington And friends, somewhere in Washington Enshrined in a little folder Is a study in black and white Of my fingerprints They're still there the only reason I'm singing you the song tonight is because you may know somebody in a similar situation sometime. Even some of you could be in a situation like that sometime sooner than you're sitting here thinking about right now. And if you ever find yourself in a situation like that and you don't know what to do, there may be only one thing that, well, there may not actually be a hell of a lot you can do at all. But there's something you can try. And that's to be wherever it is you're supposed to be. 
You just go down there, you sit there, you ask to see the shrink. You go up there, you say like, oh, shrink. Excuse me, man, but uh, you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant and walk out. Imagine one person, I mean, even today, walking in singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out. They're gonna say, hey, that guy's 30 years too late. Get that guy out of here. <laughs> Imagine two of them walking in hand in hand, <laughs> singing in harmony. I don't care what the president says, unfortunately, to a lot of people, that's still a problem. <laughs> Imagine three of them. They might think of some kind of organization or something. So you can imagine like 50 people, maybe 50 people a day walking in, singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out, friends, they might think it's a movement. And most of them be too young to know what a movement was. <laughs> That's what it was. It was the Alice's Restaurant anti-massacre movement. That's what it was and, and that's what it is. And I guess that's what it's always gonna be. And all you've got to do to join is to sing it with me as it comes around again on the guitar. With feeling. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back. Just a half a mile from start singing loud just at the end if I quit singing. You would have thought after all this time you'd have learned by now. If you want to end war and stuff you've got to learn to sing loud all the time so people can hear you. Now I know this is a long song. <laughs> Believe me I know how long it is. And even on the record when it come out it was pretty long. What 18 minutes like I said or something. Now, I'm not sitting here trying to make it any longer. But I can feel it. I know there's people sitting in this very room tonight that don't believe that songs can change the world or that songs can change the destiny of nations. I don't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so myself. Of course, I know something that some of you may not know, but I was reminded of it during the last election. See, I remembered back when Jimmy Carter was elected president Cause I got an invitation to his inauguration And I knew I had to go Cause I knew it'd be the only one I ever got <laughs> Been right so far <laughs> But I went down to Washington, D.C. I'm not making this up now, this is real I went down to Washington And it's just like you see on TV People partying and stuff And everything was fine until along toward evening Somebody come around, tapped me on the shoulder And I turned around and it was Chip Carter, the president's son. I said, hi, Chip. I recognized him, he was about my age. He said, Arlo, I've been looking everywhere for you. I said, Chip, how come? He said, Arlo, I've got something very important to tell you. And I said, Chip, what is it? He said, Arlo, we were moving our stuff into the White House and in the Nixon Record Library, we found a copy of your record, Alice's Restaurant. I looked at Chip Carter. I looked deep into the man's soul. I said, Chip, was it open? 
and in slow motion he nodded, yes, it had been opened. And I want you folks sitting here tonight to know that I did not think about that for a long time. Until just recently when we was all thinking about Richard Nixon when he passed away. And I see some young people here that may not know, see, but Richard Nixon was the president of the United States. And he used to like to tape stuff. I mean, if you can imagine a world before VCRs and cassette decks was everywhere, you can imagine a man who was truly ahead of his time. And he, he taped everything that went on in the White House and everything was fine until one day they started playing back the tapes. People found out what was going on in there. But it wasn't anything that was on any tape that got the man in trouble. So much as it was what he had erased from the tapes, and there, there was one particular famous gap in one of those tapes that I was thinking about one night when I said to myself, Arlone, how many things in the world are 18 minutes and 20 seconds long? <laughs> things in the world are exactly 18 minutes and 20 seconds long. Probably just a coincidence. <laughs> but it's good enough for me. So when the song comes around again on the guitar, remember that songs can change the destiny of nations. Even if it's only by coincidence. You just have to know the words have the feeling and wait for it to come around again on the guitar you can get anything you want at alice express except in alice you can get anything you want at alice's restaurant walk right in it's around the back just a half a mile from the railroad track And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my most loved, beloved, and better half. <laughs> V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Folks, I know that was a really long song. It's and a family tradition. It is so a family tradition, so uh, deal with it. We listen to it every Thanksgiving. In fact, that's the fourth time we've heard it today. We spent an hour and a half listening to Arlo Guthrie today. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Because <laughs> we, we, this is the second time we're recording this. Of course it is. Because we don't do anything us. once. We do everything twice. <laughs> and this is the second times. time. I shouldn't say that. We might end up doing it three times. <laughs> you better shut up. <laughs> so we actually did a full podcast this morning. Um, but we had this horrible echo on the last ones. Which, We've been trying to which fix. Which are, are still ongoing because we have a couple more of those coming out. So Mick decided that in order to eliminate the echo, he would mute all the mics. Well, I mute different things that I <laughs> I thought might have been causing the audio so capture twice. We recorded for two and a half hours and with, got nothing with the mics muted. <laughs> didn't work out very well so long story so short we had all these stories and everything and then we we were like fuck it i still had to cook and we went to my mom's for thanksgiving which was fantastic 
um, you know, great Which friends, family. We hope that all of you are having a, a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great day. Hope you spent time with your family. I hope that everybody got to do what you're supposed to do on Thanksgiving, which is spend time with family. Um, most important part of this and uh, will always be the most important part of Thanksgiving, which is having a good Thanksgiving. Absolutely. So, but rather than, um, so we, we had the opportunity to reevaluate this morning and rather record another two and a half hour podcast tonight. Instead, we're going to bring you a fun one. Um, Mick has a conspiracy theory and I have a conspiracy theory and they're completely unrelated so rather than go through all the news that everyone's heard about now, I'm sure, for the last few days, and we'll get to that in the next news podcast as well, um, we're, we're going to have some fun tonight. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting, folks, because... Uh, now, there, there is a bit of news in here, especially there is, in mixed conspiracy theory. It, it, it kind of plays into what's going on right now, and there's a lot of things going on that I've seen that just absolutely... And it might be because of Monday's podcast, because we had... Corey Hughes. Corey Hughes on. And, For uh, four and a half hours. Yes. And uh, that was an extremely <laughs> long podcast. <laughs> uh, but he, he brought up a lot of good points about JFK that I thought, you know, when looking at some stuff this week earlier. We learned a lot of really interesting things in that podcast. Yeah, we did. Things I didn't know. And I mean, you know a lot about JFK. Me, not so much because it's before my time and I didn't really care. But uh, we, we learned a lot of a lot of interesting things in there. We saw a lot of interesting details kind of coexist in the same bubble. And we saw where there definitely could be a conspiracy. And Oh, oh there was a oh, conspiracy. No, well, yeah, I'm not saying there, there wasn't. Was. I, I believe there and was. And it kind of kills Mick's theory that you can't have a real conspiracy because someone's always going to tell. Because that is proof that there was a real huge no, conspiracy. No, no, no. Back then, you're absolutely right. You think, then. People, you think people are less able to keep their mouth shut now? Yeah, because of simple things like this. Well, that's that's this true. This changes that's, things. That's, that's true. I agree. But, you know, something Corey said in that I, I think applies to today as well. What's where that? He said that there were very few people who knew everything that was going on. It was a closed circuit and they were all connected. Yeah, right? but okay. everybody else was just, you had this little piece and you had this little piece and it was all plausible deniability. They didn't understand their full role in what was really happening. And I think that's the, tr that I think that's the case today too. Well, think about this. Okay. And this is, this is the part that it, it doesn't irk me, but just think about this. Okay. When you have a lot of these, right, and everybody's got one of these today. The okay? stupid box attached to your hand? This yeah. is a stupid box. Yeah. Okay. These stupid boxes all play a role. Yeah. Okay. Everything's on video now. You don't have to know everything that's going on to get a little piece of the pie. True. Okay. When you get that little piece of the pie, you add to the overall picture of what is going on. True, and and to that, at, at the same, I, I get where you're going with that because how can everyone today, if they just have one little piece, if this person, if Fauci just is doing this little piece and Piznazi is just doing this little piece, how can they not see what's going on? Exactly, but the big part is if you've been a black hat once, you 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 still are, which I have been. You've been a black hat in the future. You're a black hat in the future. Are, are you saying you're a black hat? No, I'm just saying I may have played that role once or twice before. I may have constructed some of these things. Are you a 
deep state CIA no. oh, shill plant? No. Hell no. <laughs> I, I can't be Are one you of those. Sure? Yeah, because okay, I'm honest just, about just shit. Checking. All right. What okay. I'm saying is, when you've manufactured a outlying role in the past, you're considered at that point a black hat because you're manufacturing evidence to fit a narrative, to push a certain ideal, to push an idea that may not be one of those people's own. So, for instance, if you're in a foreign country and when I talk second, third order effects, again, this is the second time I'll be explaining this today. Today alone. I'm not saying in the past, but just today. So when I'm explaining second, third order effects, I'm talking about, you know, when the military conducts an operation, we talk about second, third order effects. We're not talking about, well, what if we blow up this monument? What is it going to do to the ground or the earth or what about the green state? No, we're not worried about that. When we talk about second, third order effects, what we're talking about is if we kill a certain person, who comes up in their place? Because nature abhors a vacuum. Exactly. There is a natural vacuum that is created at that point. So what happens at that point? Does Something's got to fill it. Exactly. Is it worse than what we had before? <laughs> Hello, Kathy Hochul. Uh, that's a good example. Uh, there's a bunch of different examples. Uh, Killary has done a lot of those for us because Killary has eliminated a lot, black holes. a lot of vacuums for us. But the question becomes is what happens second and third order down the line? What happens two and three steps down the line, two and three moves ahead? So when I talk about second, third order effects, I am talking about what do we create when we make a move in the future? What does this create in the future? What are our uh, thinking outside the box? What are those two, three steps outside the box that come up that we have to now face? So that being said, so in this case, when you see some of this stuff and something I'm going to get into right off the bat. So what happened to Wakasha or however you pronounce it, Wakushia, um, we, we should have asked our friends from Wisconsin because we had We really should have. dinner with them tonight. <laughs> Wakusha. What happened in Wakusha? Um, is that not a shill? Is that not a plant? Is that not... Well, I think the six dead children and the 30 or 40 that are in the hospital would say that it really happened. Oh, I'm not saying it didn't happen. What I'm saying is when you look at it, why did it happen? No, not even that. I'm saying there's some things that took place, and orange is a big color. Um, hold on. Let me fix this real quick. Talk for a second because I've got to fix this because I'm not even set up for this right now. I've got to fix okay. this part right here real well, quick. Well, while you're fixing that, I want to get into, because it is Thanksgiving. And What are you uh, thankful for? What am I thankful for? There you go. You said something <laughs> earlier that made me confused. What, that I was, th I'm thankful for you? Yeah. Well, I am thankful for you because if, if you guys don't know, I, and I talked about this, uh, at, I don't know, 60 episodes back or something like that, but 16 years ago, um, the doctors told me that Mick would either be dead in two weeks or five years, but there was really no chance after that. There was no hope for him. Um, two weeks without surgery, five years with surgery. Obviously, that is not the case because he's still here. So I am thankful that God has yet to take him away from me. Uh, so 
we have a lot of miracles in our life. Our youngest son is a miracle baby because he was born after Mick's expiration date. Our baby that's coming is most definitely a miracle baby in more ways than one. Um, but I am truly thankful for not just my family and my friends who are always supportive and amazing and wonderful, but I am thankful for all of you because without you guys, we couldn't do what we do. We wouldn't have any reason to do what we do. Um, we were led to start doing this a year ago and, and we just stuck a microphone on the side of a computer and started talking. If you guys have listened to our first episodes, you can hear that because we sounded terrible, but with a little dedication and perseverance and support from you guys uh, and hey, honestly, this it comes amazing all from podcasting you. community that we're a part of, we wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't be doing this. And, and honestly, we love doing this. We have a lot of fun. Um, so It's brought us closer together. We have a better relationship from it. And quite honestly, you all are a blast to talk to because we get some of the craziest comments and some of the just r most ridiculous comments <laughs> that I've ever seen. And I, I sit there and I go, look, we literally started this from the side of a computer. We have now upgraded. We've got a soundboard. We've got all this shit that I still don't even understand. <laughs> I'm still trying all. to figure it out. She doesn't. She has no clue. Not a clue. We're we're still trying to figure all the shit out, and everybody expects us to be experts by tomorrow night. I'm just throwing that out there. So I'm thankful for patience, which Mick has very little of. I have no, I have no patience. <laughs> I'll be honest. I have no patience. He got very frustrated this evening. Yes, because um, this is the third time we're doing this. Now. Yes, absolutely. And you know, after tonight, being in our house, uh, being in my mom's house. I was truly thankful that our family and our friends have not gone the way that so many have this Thanksgiving, this holiday season, because it's so disturbing to go on the news and listen to people say, um, or on Twitter, and they're saying, if you're, if you're unvaccinated, you're not welcome at my dinner, in my house, with my family. Even if you are family, you're not welcome. And... Fine, you know, they've they finally succeeded in dividing us with everything that they were trying to do. They finally deceded, succeeded in dividing us. Yeah, absolutely. What are you doing? Um, so our family has not fallen that way. We no. have we have not been divided. Um, Mix sort of vaccinated. You know, you guys know he took the jab, but he has no spike proteins. My dad is fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated with and the boosters, booster. and it shows. Um, Trust me, we could see it tonight, yeah, it, and like it, it our really, friends could see it tonight. Yeah, it, it was really kind of shows. embarrassing, almost. Um, our friends are not vaccinated. My mom is not vaccinated. I am not vaccinated, and it's sad that we now have to distinguish ourselves by that vaccinated or unvaccinated. Why does it matter? Apparently, it matters. Medically, it does. Well, and mentally, it does. You could see it tonight. That was the sad part. It was really sad because. Her dad was acting like uh, that of a two-year-old uh, in a lot of instances, and it was kind of like, wow. Actually, I think my friend put it best when he said, uh, your dad is a never-ending beatbox. Yeah. It, just the constant random sounds coming out of him. Yeah. For, <clears throat> all, all the time, for no apparent reason. And, and my dad's always been a character. I mean, he's always been the life of the party. He'll talk to anybody. Um, you know, he's a, a great time to be around. It's it's like he's my dad on crack with a chaser of steroids. Yeah. 
seriously. Close. It's uh, it's crazy. But why, why don't you play that clip real quick to give people an idea of what I'm talking about here. All about right. So take a look at this and uh, just remember, this, this was this morning on the news. It's actually kind of scary that this even when aired, I still to this day, I'm like, it's what the hell? Disturbing. Else to say, whoa, wait a minute. Where's your card? What's your status yep. before you walk into my home? This is tough because people are all over the map on this, and they're also all over the map with their risk tolerance. But the rapid tests have made this a lot easier. Right. Because whatever people's vaccination status is, we can actually confirm safety on the spot. So if it feels like it's going to be weird, maybe make it kind of fun. Say we're going to start with hors d'oeuvres in the garage. You know, we'll have drinks. <laughs> we'll do our rapid test. And then come on in, right? You can make it playful, make it fun. And okay. then be real able quick, to the holiday. Let me, let me, let me rewind safety. this real quick because uh, I just want you to see how hard it is for this guy to laugh. Because this is just embarrassing. It's, it's bad because... She makes this big deal about, oh, we're going to do the rapid test out in the garage. It's not a big deal. And uh, the dude who has to start laughing, he has to do it in such a weird way. It looks weird. It looks awkward. Fun. So Everything we're start about with it. In the garage. You know, we'll have drinks. <laughs> we'll do our rapid test and then come on in, right? You can make it playful, make it fun, and then be able to enjoy the holiday because you're. Yeah, no. That's pretty cringy. That's right there. real cringeworthy. Yeah, it's actually scary. It's like, what are you talking about? Why are, are you, you serious? People that aren't sick. You have no. You have no idea. There's. I would take if you handed me a test and said, "Oh, jab this up your nose and stab your brain with this, and tell me if you've got coronavirus." I'd I'd literally flip you off, put a gun in your face, and say, "Fuck you," and watch this, and I'd walk out, and that would be the end of it. We would not be friends after that point because I would never say another fucking word to you. I'd be like, you're a fucking pussy and I have nothing left to say to you because you're scared of everything. Because literally, what else do you have to be scared of? Well, you know. And if you're that scared, why are you inviting people over to your house? We had a That's conversation. That's my first question right off the bat. If you're that scared, why are you inviting people over to your house? Don't invite us. I don't want to come. So we had a question. We had a conversation in the car ride home from my mom's today um, about courage and fear. We were actually listening to uh, Josh's show with uh, Lamar uh, Jackson. Lamar was running for senator in Oklahoma, um, which we're going to try and get on because yeah, well, I actually have a serious question for him that Josh didn't ask him. And but but anyway. I'm very. Well, inquisitive he, he to find out. He didn't ask the question, but in, rather, I mean, Jackson Lamar still gave the answers to the question that you're asking. And he was talking about courage and how courage is contagious. And it really is. And uh, I, I stopped the podcast and I actually turned to our 15-year-old and I said, hey, you remember your eighth grade graduation? And, uh, you know, our, our last name's quite a ways down the line. So he was about three quarters of the class before he got called up. And he said, yeah, of course. I said, uh, and you remember how you were the first person to not wear a mask to go up and get your diploma and take your picture? And he said, yeah. And I said, what did the kids after, the, after you do? And he said, well, they didn't wear a mask. Exactly. All of them before him wore a mask and all of them after him did not because courage is contagious. And what did I say? Fear is also contagious. Thank you. 
And because that's why that's why these people are testing people as they're coming into their homes, even if they're not symptomatic. That's why they're inviting people that think like them over because fear is contagious. Yes, it is. And, and when you get I've watched it happen, folks. I've watched it when a leader was fearful, when they were scared, they crept back into their turtle shell and they said, "Ooh, no, I'm not going to risk. No, no. That is the time that you push forward. People do not realize or do not understand better yet. They really don't understand that. Like, look, when you're that scared, the only thing you can do is take a step forward to take a step back means you're retreating. You're done. It's over. Fear will overcome you. It will grip you. It will take you out at that point. And the first thing I asked my son after that point was, okay, so if you're so scared, why would you do anything? I mean, honestly, fear this, is paralyzing. It, it will destroy you from the inside. Absolutely. And what they're showing right here, they're still all distanced. If I, I know you didn't see it. Hold on. I'll bring it back up just so you can see it. But this is a perfect example of it right here. Folks, look at that. They're all distance about six feet apart. Believe it or not. Yeah, it's about six feet apart. You want to know how I know? I can see the markings on the floor. That's how I know. I can see where each guy's got his foot over the marking. There's a marking on the floor right there that tells them that they are six feet apart. And it is so clearly obvious. And I realize you all don't see it, but look at where their feet are. They're all almost in the same exact point around that table. Absolutely. And that is fear. That is fear wholeheartedly. That fear is what carries over to everything else you see today. It is scary to think about that people are this scared about this shit. And that fear is not instilled by the virus. That fear is instilled by the news media, which is the virus. Correct. Because the virus has a 99.98% recovery rate, survival rate. Um, and, and yet I go back to when my mom was diagnosed with COVID just a month ago and you know, the day before she was like, eh, I don't feel great. Like, I kind of feel like I have the flu, but you know, I'll get through it. And then she got tested, she tested positive and all of a sudden it was, oh my God, I'm going to die because the media is the virus. The media is the one that is instilling fear. We're trying not to instill fear. We're trying to instill courage in people. And the thing that people don't understand about courage or most people don't understand is that courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is facing your fear and moving past it. That's what real courage is. It's understanding that you're afraid and doing it anyway. Uh, courage, uh, I won't say that courage is the absence of fear. Oh, I said it's not the absence of fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's, it's facing your fear and doing it anyway. It's understanding that you're afraid of something and doing it anyway. I mean, that is courage. I, I've watched guys that were afraid of dying. Yep, I don't want to die. And I've ordered them, hey, go do this. Even though they knew there was a chance that they were going to die, they still went and did it. That is true courage. True courage is the absence of fear. I, I think that's insanity. No, I don't think that is at all. Not the absence of fear. True courage is facing down your fear and, and doing okay. it anyway. Okay, I will... I'll even bite on that one because that's actually even better because, yeah, because you've learned... you. 
you know, it, it's crazy. I, I, you, there was a movie, and I, uh, I don't know. It's a kingdom. The name of the movie was The Kingdom. There was a lawyer in The Kingdom. Um, he started out the movie, and he goes in and he talks to the uh, Department of Justice chief at that time. And he says, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, what's his name? Um, he was the general from Vietnam, Westmoreland. Westmoreland made us write our obituaries when we were young lieutenants just entering the country. And uh, there's a lot of us as young lieutenants that asked, why are we doing this? Said, well, at least 90% of you are not going to survive this because you're in charge. And uh, the Vietnamese at the time had a thing about taking out those in charge. Well, one of the things he said in that movie, if you remember the beginning of that movie, he said, you know, one thing we learned from that movie is that life is not infinite. You have a very infantile part of life. And when you realize this, you, you no longer fear death. You no longer fear things that no longer matter. So death no longer matters. There's certain things that just no longer matter. And when you realize this, uh, you become a lot more strong-willed. And he said, you know, I carry this to this job knowing that this job will not be around forever. I know that this job will one day die just as I could. And he said, I apply that to this job because I too know that this job will never be here all the time. And that was a really ballsy thing to say to the Department of Justice at that time. However, he said it. And the crazy part about that is I agree with that. He's absolutely right. He wasn't lying with any part of that because when you realize how infinitesimally small life really is everything else becomes a minutia it's like i don't give a shit no you're absolutely right and i think that's why that's one of the reasons that we do what we do or why we have so little fear or why we were able to see through the bullshit right off the bat it's because we faced that kind of challenge i mean with your surgery you know the doctor's telling me that you were going to die there was no if ands or buts that was it you were going to die and i said no but going through something like that thinking that your your spouse your husband the person that you've loved for most of your life is going to die and soon once you get through that, once you literally face death down, everything else seems petty. Petty, infantile, yeah. Infinitesimal, I think, is the word yeah. you're looking for there. But yeah, so you know, we know that we're going to get through this with all whatever bullshit that the world, the government, the society throws at us right now. We're going to get through it because we've already faced down worse. There is nothing worse you can face than your own death or the death of someone that you love. If you can get through that, you can get through it and be stronger on the other side. But I completely agree. Only if you don't give in to the fear. So. Because fear will break you. Where does that put us tonight? I mean, I, I've seen some really scary shit. And I got to tell you, maybe it was just because Monday night we did do the special with uh, Corey mm -hmm. and maybe he aroused something to me that I hadn't seen before but I was watching this week uh, what happened this week first of all the big one is obviously what happened in Wakosha uh, in Wisconsin 
and I'm not sure if that's the way you pronounce it or not, but fuck it, I'm going with it. Oh, you mean the the tragic accident caused by the SUV? By the guy or the person? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That that's how, actually how um, the news media. No, is yeah, describing yeah, it. yeah, the, exactly. The tragic accident. So it was caused a tragic accident because yes. it was an accident because the SUV decided to drive all those people down. It wasn't the person driving it. It was the SUV that decided to do it. Um, folks, let me tell you something. I saw something there that just. Uh, Maybe it's because we did do the thing with Corey earlier this week. We did it Monday because obviously November 22nd, 1963 was the same day that JFK was killed. And uh, the Sunday before it, there was a Christmas parade going on. And during this Christmas parade, uh, an individual decided to drive an SUV at a high rate of speed through a parade and gun down a whole or run down a whole bunch of white people. Um, and children. Then, then we also found out children that children and person, grandmothers. Then we also found out that this person was black, and not only that was he black, but he's got a history of talking about how BLM matters and all this other stuff, and how that you know what, fuck white people, they all enslaved us, blah blah blah, this that and the other thing. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck. Yep. Fuck this. Fuck that. Guns. I a mean, lot of crazy shit. That like yeah. look. It doesn't make any sense. But what the craziest thing is, and this has now come out in the court documents, he was actually driving slowly going up to the parade route and sped up when he got Correct. to the parade. And he was veering that in was and out of groups of people like he was targeting specific groups. Of the detectives that testified the other day in court when his hearing came up for whether he's going to be held or not. And then he was held on $5 million bond. Yeah. And the judge even said, I don't know why you were released, um, which is another thing in and out of itself. Well, but, he was released by, because the, the DA is a Soros backed. No, guy. no, 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 no. This was bail reform. Mom, mom bailed oh, him out. Bomb, oh, mom bailed him out. Mom she bailed him out. And she feels guilty as Absolutely. all hell. So but mom came out. It was actually the commissioner that approved that, yeah. that bail uh, that thousand dollar bond for a pedophile, a, a, a criminal, a career criminal. Right? Yes. You can call this guy a career criminal. He's he's been what convicted on sexual assault um, of a minor, uh, seduction of a minor, um, assault. Well, actually, I've general all, assault. Uh, stand by. Got whole, I've got, all, got a whole I, list. Of I got the whole charges right here. Yeah. So. Um, Brooks is a career criminal with multiple pr uh, priors uh, and was released from jail two days prior to the incident after posting a $1,000 bond, uh, bail bond for three misdemeanors and two felonies. His history of resisting arrest, obstruction, battery, sodomy, sexual seduction, strangulation and suffocation, property destruction and illegal firearms possession and bail jumping and domestic violence and drug related charges and and he is registered as a sex offender. I yeah, mean, he was pimping out sixteen-year-olds. This guy can't—he's the lowest of the low. But one of the things I noticed really quick, right off the bat, on this one, I saw a video the other day on the internet that kind of made me. And we're not going to show the video of him running people down. No, please don't. Not today. But what we are going to show is this one because this one really blows my mind. And this is the one that really set me off. It set me down this direction, I guess I should say. Um, just take a look at this real quick, okay? Talk us through because not everyone's watching. First, there's a lot of orange in the crowd, okay? I Obviously, the flags, whatever, 
Yeah, you can say that. But there's orange back over here in this area in the le bottom uh, bottom left, I guess you could say, of the picture. Um, there's just a lot of orange in the crowd. But look how everybody's standing. Everybody's kind of nonchalantly watching as the parade goes by. This was taken from a Wakusha, uh, the city of Wakusha street camp. Okay. This wasn't taken. There's not a whole lot of videos from. What, like cell phone videos from yeah, the crowd? No cell phone video. Very little cell phone video. There was a four-year-old. She was out there dancing on the side of the street. Everybody's seen it. This car comes within inches of this girl. Oh, yeah. A guy grabbed her up and pulled her to the, pulled and out of the way. does not hit her. But the whole fact that it drives by her at like 40 miles an hour in this crowd, nobody like even bats an eye. That was not from a cell phone video. That was from another city of Wakusha, like literally a, 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 a camera on a pole. That's exactly where that came from. And everybody's saying, well, there's all these videos, but they're not from cell phones. I have an issue with that, number one, because cell phones are everywhere today. Yet, the only way we see this incident is via city of Wakusha cams, government-placed cams, government-placed opposition. So watch this video. Watch how these people react to a car driving at 40 miles an hour in front of them. I, I just want you to watch this because this is really interesting. Mag on again with another break. I'm going to mute this guy because I don't agree with what he's saying. But watch how these people react to this car hauling ass by them. And I'm going to pinpoint some locations here just so you can see it. Um, so here's the orange. If you don't know anything about the orange, orange relates to another government group that's basically chaos's, they're, chaos of destruction. All right. That's what they're meant for. Okay. Watch how these people react as this car goes driving by. And I'm not arguing with this guy. He's got a different opinion about it. I'm just, I'm, I'm playing off of a different opinion of my own because I don't agree with what he's saying because I think something different. Um, and I, I'll get to that in a second. But I want you to watch this because this is really interesting. These folks and the way they react is something that everybody should see. Watch how they react when this car comes whipping through. There's the car. There's the car. Watch how every, there's, all you see is heads turn. I don't see anybody get up. I don't see anybody like go, wait a minute. That's not right. Look at this right here. You got a marcher right here, inches away from that car. Maybe they're in shock. And there's people back here just, in, this is a virgining conspiracy. I realize that. It's brand new. I'm just saying that I saw something that it's the same. If you remember the JFK movie, watch zips through nobody fucking this little kid right here just watches it go right by. There's a lot of people going, oh, maybe we should look how fast that car. Would, and it was 23, 24 seconds before it hits him. Look at that. Everybody's just like, wow, look at that. See that? That little kid just turns and looks mm -hmm. in the white just because it's easy to see. <clears throat> I just, I got issues with this because something like this, if you, okay, um, hold on, I'm going to pause this real quick. I'm going to come back to us. Uh, one of the big things that I'm, I'm getting at here is if you've seen the JFK movie, the one with Kevin Costner, okay, if you remember that movie at all, towards the end of that movie, when he actually makes his case in court, after he's been threatened like three times, like, hey, don't go down this road. And I, I realized that, who made that film? I got it. 
But what I'm talking about here is he keeps talking about uh, the kill shot, that the one that actually hit Kennedy. And he talks about back and to the left. And he says it like three times over and over again. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Look at those people. Does that not look like the same fucking thing? They're kind of just watching the car go by. They're not doing anything about it. What did you expect them to do? Uh, what I would have done if my kids were there. What would you have done? So that's my question. What would you have done? I probably would have gone running after the car. Thank you. I do not see a soul. Do you see another? How many other people did that car cross in do front of? you know of? why? Because why? they have all been indoctrinated into fear. I, I disagree. I think there's something else going on there. There's something else that we're not seeing yet. I'm not sure what it is, folks. I'm not saying that I know. I'm just saying I saw something that I, it, it just seems weird. Because I'm sorry, if I was a father there and you almost hit my child, I would have chased you down and shot you. Yeah. Because I own guns and I don't give a shit about who I kill. I will kill you for trying to kill one of my kids. Just the way I am. And, it is and if I go to jail for the rest of my life, I go to the jail for the rest of my life. But I will ensure that I am judged by 12 before I am carried by 6. That is a damn, you can guarantee that will happen. So my question becomes, what the fuck was going on there? Because there were a lot of people just standing there watching this car drive through people. What, how is this possible that people didn't react? There is no way that none of the... And understand that we just did do the, the whole thing with Corey. And Corey talked about Dealey Plaza. He talked about all the people in Dealey Plaza. And one of the big things he noted was that, like, look, there were a lot of non-playable characters in Dealey Plaza. True that. There were a lot of NPCs in Dealey Plaza. You know, it sounds like you're going all... Alex Jones, Sandy Hook on this. Yeah, it might be. Well, remember that he did just get a, well, it was kind of a farce, but, you know, he got sued for defamation or some shit for, for saying that I'm, Sandy Hook was listen, a hoax. I know, I know let you don't me care make about sure, that. And you're not let saying me it make was sure a hoax. You're I, saying it was a setup. Let me make sure that I make this clear. I'm not saying that this just didn't happen. I'm saying it did happen. Yep. But what I'm saying is that it happened and it happened in such a way that it makes me think that there were people in that crowd that were behind this. They were kind of letting it happen. Like, hey, don't go do anything. Nope, don't you do anything. Like Ray Epps style. Yes. I'm saying that there's a whole lot of shit going on there that you and I, <laughs> we're not even aware of. Because we were not there that day. Yep. We cannot honestly say, do I believe all those people wanted those six people to die? Absolutely not. I do not believe for one second anybody else wanted anybody else to die. Especially children. But I believe they were led to believe that what was happening had to happen. And that's the scary part of this because I believe there's something else going so at work. So what's the end game? I don't know. Hmm. That's where my question is. But division is not something outside the realm of the CIA. I mean, are they going to ban all SUVs? No, but what I believe is that, think about it this way, okay? In 1962, there was a little thing that happened in Cuba. The Bay of Pigs. Correct. Yep. 
And the Bay of Pigs was about one thing. And it was about the CIA being able to divide the Cuban people from Castro. How well could the CIA divide the Cuban people from Castro is the biggest question. Well, they ran an operation. Mm -hmm. It fell under Kennedy. Kennedy squashed it the second he heard it was going on. And the CIA kind of failed. But in a way that they failed, they also succeeded. They learned from their mistakes. Exactly. And that's my point. Then Kennedy's assassination happened. How perfect were they on that day? They were pretty perfect perfect because nobody's ever raised the question. 58 years later, well, a lot of people raised the question, but 58 years later, we still don't know the truth. Yeah, and people still will not talk about it. That's a pretty damn good, that's a sealed tight operation. And now we've gotten to the point where people don't care anymore because it's so far in the past. Exactly. So now it doesn't matter. Now it's immaterial. Because ninety percent of America, ninety percent of America, though, will not accept any result that comes from that. And yet, I think it matters more now than it has in any time in the last fifty-eight years. I I don't disagree with you. Because it like we shows said on the, podcast, the ability of mind control. It shows the ability to suppress a person's emotions to actually change something that's going on, and something like what you're about to talk about. Okay. So, for instance, there's a second and third order effect to that. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's there finish was, up with you first. There was a second and third order effect to this. But, look, I, I'm just saying, there was a second and third order effect to that. There's a second and third order effect to this. If you can convince everybody in America that, hey, a white guy did this, which is what CNN, oh, yeah. what MSNBC... They actually lightened his picture so he looks white on the screen. They did everything in their power to make this look like a white guy did it. Yeah, hard to get rid of the dreads, mm. but... Yet, yeah. when he was arrested and the chief of police there in Wakusha came out and he said, no, it's a black guy. Um, they couldn't deny it anymore. No. They had to walk back their statements. Although they've done everything they can to try and hide that. Let's see. What's the first thing they told us? They told us that, well, the car was out of control and drove into a crowd of people. Yep. That was the first thing we heard. Then we heard, oh, well, the car had problems and the driver couldn't stop it. Even though at that time, Fox News was reporting that a black man driving the car drove it deliberately into a crowd of people. Yep. Uh, but not on CNN and not on MSNBC. MSNBC yeah. and CNN were both reporting that, well, the car had troubles. No, no, no. Nobody ever said that. Nope. Nobody ever said that. Then we heard, oh, well, he was running from a knife fight. No. A knife no, fight he that was he, he was having with his wife. And he was threatening his wife. And the city of Wakusha came out and said, we couldn't even investigate it because he started mowing people down in a freaking street because they got dragged away from that to go chase this guy. Look how long it took in that video. 28 seconds in total before you see the first cop car rolling down the road behind him. Yet, according to CNN, according to MSNBC, according to NBC, CBS, ABC, every other liberal news organization out there, they want you to believe that, oh, he was running from the cops. If he was, if the cops were chasing him, they would have been right on his ass. Right on his ass. They wouldn't have been 30 seconds behind, especially in a small town like Wakusha. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. And as we found out tonight, that is a small town. So look, people in Wisconsin, apologize for saying that you're in a small town. 
But if you're from Wakusha, I apologize. I, why would you apologize for that? I'm sure if they're living in a small town, it's because they like living in a small town. There's nothing wrong with small towns. In fact, they have a a lot of uh, a lot of things going for them, more so than cities these either days. Either way, either way. I well, I'm not apologizing for that. Then I'll, I will apologize for saying that. I'm not saying that this did not happen. I'm saying this did happen. But what I'm also saying at the same time is this didn't need to happen. This happened because this was a result of what else happened this week. What are we trying to cover up? What are they trying to cover up? What, Kyle Rittenhouse getting off? No. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse got off, and we saw all the silly shit that came from that. Oh, you want it? And I'm glad you said that because there is something I wanted to debunk real quick. Speaking of Sandy Hook and Kyle Rittenhouse, there is the most absurd video going around. Um, this girl, first off, claiming that Sandy Hook was a complete show, a complete setup, and that Noah Posner is Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay? Yes, that Noah Posner is a crisis actor and is Kyle Rittenhouse. And I can tell you that's inaccurate yeah, so 100% I, I because my, this in our Telegram my brother chat. was so, a cop that yes, was, so responded to Sandy Hook. His, his brother, my brother-in-law, they actually lived in Sandy Hook, and they moved out of Sandy Hook about two weeks before the Sandy Hook massacre happened. Okay, My nephew, our nephew, would have been in that classroom, in that first grade classroom when it happened. And Noah Posner was his best friend. They were the two Noahs. Noah Posner was his best friend from the time they were born. I assure you, Noah Posner is dead. He is not a crisis actor. And he is definitely not Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, apparently, they've been using Noah's picture in other places around the world. That is not Noah Posner. It might be his picture up on a wall, but he is not in Afghanistan or freaking China or wherever the hell else they're putting his picture up. Noah Posner is dead. He was killed in Sandy Hook, and it was devastating to all of us who knew the families, who knew the, the children. I mean, again, he was our nephew's best friend. They'd grown up together since they were babies in the cradle. So that is debunked. That woman is full of shit. Either way, I, I'm just saying about this incident. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse happened. That was obvious. Uh, and on the same day, there was uh, a black man in Mississippi who was accused, or I believe it was Mississippi. No, it was Georgia. Georgia. What? Oh, no, which, which no. Which one? I'm not talking about Ahmad Arbery. Okay. I'm talking about the guy that was released the same day that was, well, if it was a black man who had gotten accused of the same thing. And the same thing happened to a black man the same day. So the only way you can keep up division, what is the best way to take over a, a country? You can't take over the United States united, if we're all we united. United, divided, we fall. Exactly. So divided is the point. They're going after the division. If they can divide us, that's what I think the end state is is to keep us divided, to keep white people against black people, black people against white people. Vaccinated against unvaccinated. Correct. So how do we do that? Well, keep driving that fear. We drive an SUV through a crowd of white people and we kill a bunch of white people with the black guy behind the wheel. Well, that means that black people are racist towards white people. That means white people are racist towards black people. That causes division within the country. That splits it right down the middle as what they thought Kyle Rittenhouse would do to the rest of the country. When that didn't happen and there wasn't as many riots as what took place. Um, and the, the town of 
Kenosha is still standing and nothing got burnt down. Um, well, not this time around anyway. Well, they kind of lost their whole theory about, hey, you know, people, rioters, they just burn everything down. They lost that theory. That theory is now gone. Because right. why? Well, the mayor said, hey, I need the National Guard. Yeah. So. Who should have been there in the first place on August 25th. Well, that is where our issue is. But. But that didn't happen. And now where are we? We are divided. Exactly. And that's what they were going after. And I believe all they were trying to do with this is strengthen that division. But once again, you know, they try and divide us by race. And I think they've failed at dividing us by race. I really do. Right. They, they've been trying to do that literally for a century or more. They're trying to push us back towards segregation. We know this. How? How do you figure that? Though, I mean, I mean, because they spell it out because there's not a, a they, solid correct. way that they can do that. Isn't there? No. Through the vaccines. No. They How? are trying to segregate us through the vaccines. In Germany, at their uh, their Christmas thing, um, their, like, Chris, whatever, uh, their Christmas show or their, their Christmas ongoing thing, they literally had a fence up and the, un, the unvaccinated were on one side and the vaccinated were on the other. This is how they're dividing us. The same thing that we just saw on TV, you know, and I see all over Twitter, oh, people that are, vac- you know, that are not vaccinated can't come to my house for Thanksgiving dinner. You can't be around my children. In fact, you know, it's funny. My cousin out on the crazy West Coast, uh, one of her friends on the crazy West Coast just moved into town and she has a little girl who is the same age as my best friend's little girl. And we're all friends. We all, you know, we, we've all been together for years, my cousin, whatnot. So she lived here at first. And she called my best friend and she said, hey, so-and-so just, you know, moved to town. And, I, you know, she would love for her daughter to get together with your daughter because they're three, right? It's hard to find friends when you're three and you're not in daycare or whatnot. And my best friend was all about it until my cousin said, you're vaccinated, right? Because she only lets her daughter hang out with people that are vaccinated. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Even though she, even though the three-year-old can't be vaccinated, you know, her, this friend, my cousin's friend, doesn't want anything to do with anybody that's unvaccinated at all. And she's not alone in that. Well, no. Half the country is like that right now. There's actually. That's how we are divided. There's actually another country that's all about that right now. Oh, that's true. Bring it on. We'll play that right now. Yeah. Just so you're aware. uh, If you don't, if you think about leaving the U.S. (laughs) There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. If you are anti-mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. I don't care what your personal vaccination status is. If you support, champion, give a green light, give comfort to, support anybody who argues against the vaccine, you are an anti-vaxxer. Absolutely. Your personal vaccination status is utterly irrelevant. If you campaign against the mandate, if you campaign against people being vaccinated in vulnerable settings, teachers in classrooms, I'll be really clear, at that point in time, people were actually supporting the idea of a teacher being unvaccinated in a remote community classroom with kids who cannot be vaccinated. I reject that, I still reject it. And if you are out there in any way, shape or form campaigning against this mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. If you say, pro-persuasion, stuff it, shove it. We are absolutely going to make sure 
as many Territorians as possible are vaccinated. That is our best protection against this thing. And if you look at the Doty model that's only come out since, that says we've double dose 80 in remote communities, five and up, I think you'll see our vaccine mandate is absolutely crucial to protecting lives, particularly Aboriginal lives. And I will never back away from supporting vaccines. And anyone out there who comes for the mandate, you are anti-vax. You know what's funny is that... Uh well, that guy's crazy. He is crazy, but it's not really funny. Um, and they're Australian too. You know, you know how the liberals, I always expect Australians okay. to be the, like the strongest individuals in the world because they, they live away. in the most harsh conditions. They took their guns away. Yeah, well, they took their guns away. That's all I have to say about that. However, um, you know how here, and I, I saw this all over Twitter today. The, the liberals are all like, "Oh, you're eating Thanksgiving dinner on stolen land." This, that, and the other, right? Yeah, like, oh, we. We stole this land from the Aboriginal people of North America, the well, American Indians. American Indians. Right. Well, yeah. they, they were the Aboriginal people of North America. Sure. The Aboriginal people of Australia are currently being rounded up, taken off of their hereditary lands, and being vaccinated. And put in cages. And you don't hear anyone so screaming about that. stolen land there, right? No. Yeah, no, Not that's all. that's just, so, again, how they're dividing us. So this goes back to the theory. Uh, you know, it's it's weird because uh, the police chief from Wakusha, he actually destroyed CNN and said, no, it's silly that he was fleeing from a crime scene because we never had a chance to investigate the crime scene. By the time the detectives had showed up to where the quote-unquote crime had committed, he was running, gunning down people. Running in, down people. Yeah, running down people in a vehicle uh, downtown. They had to turn around and leave from that scene to go to the other scene where he was driving through people. But you know what's interesting? In his music video, um, he has an AK-47. Why didn't he use that? Well, that's a great question. I mean, why would he just use a car then instead of using his, his AK? I have no idea. I don't, I don't either. Um, I mean, he apparently was all about it. He said he had the same one as uh, Malcolm X. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. I'm, we're going to play a little of that right now just so you can watch it. It's, but it's, it's disturbing. pretty disturbing. It's pretty stupid. And I, I don't like this dude. But uh, I'll play a little bit of it just so you can get an idea what this guy. And you can guy... see what he really looks like, not what you saw on CNN. Yeah, because well, I don't CNN. very many of you watch CNN. I hope not anyway. Well, they try to show something else. But anyway, <laughs> this is what this guy looks like. And it's Quite scary. And this is what he sounds like too. Talks about the mark at the E. I just got a low worth about a half a ticket. 30 in the blicker when I'm out here chasing chicken. Was observing to the game when I used to play the benches. Now I swipe the bitch. You got him looking at me different. I can't miss him yet. They all with a stitching. Yeah, venom when I kiss him. Yeah, kidnap you and misses. Yeah, work all in the kitchen. Damn money by the ceiling fan. Shorty wanna take a chance. I'ma need a cash advance. Only fuck with real gritters. And I've been around gorillas ever since a little nigga fucking on my baby's head. Put some prices on the nigga. You know they gon' come and get you. You see how the models did him. Now he look like Tyson. Hit him. I was in the slums. And 
me whether I was still trapping, sliding on the pussy early morning. Bitch, you still lacking, caught him in the mall. I had to tuck it in my heel figure. You know I got steel with him, fully not that little pistol. Heard they putting cameras on the lights, bitch, we still dealing. Give a fuck about the past, nigga, I'm a steel kid. You know love for the suckers, listen, put them in the field, we bliss them. Shoot out all the ammunition. So, yeah, all I'm right. not going to play much more of that because so I, I, the, I'm already annoyed. This the, the ox, the steer, whatever it is in the beginning? Well, I thought it was weird that he had eyes. Red eyes. Like red eyes. Red that eyes. was it, my it, problem. It seemed very satanic, yeah. the whole thing. Um, MK Ultra much? Possibly. I mean, it's kind of where your conspiracy theory is. Well, no, in. I'm... My, Did my, he my, sell his soul uh, and this was his sacrifice? I, I don't know. I, what I'm where my conspiracy goes is more along the lines of JFK. It is obviously something that they were trying to do to set this up to make it look like uh, a black man was gunning or running down white people in a vehicle. He was um, on purpose. They succeeded. That's exactly what happened. And uh, my point is this: I don't know if that's the whole story. I think that's part of the story. But I, I think there's another part of this because the way the media played this, from everything we heard in the media, from, well, the initial story was, well, it's, he, there was a car having trouble, to there was a person who was in medical need. I mean, I heard every excuse in the book, except for the fact that the guy was black. And he drove down a bunch of white kids. And and yet you turn around and you hear what they say about, still say about Kyle Rittenhouse. Which is just even ridiculous. Even after he's been acquitted. Yeah. That he, um. He, would, he drove took, across he, state he lines a with gun a gun. Across state lines. Or which his is mom bullshit. drove him, which is also bullshit. Yep. In order specifically to go gun down black people at a Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. So. He I, shot three white people. I, I'm When still, they were attacking him. Where is the racism there? You had. A white guy shoot three other white people. I, I just said what the racism one, is there. It's in the Black Lives two. Matter protest. He went to a Black Lives Matter protest. Therefore, if he's not a liberal, he's got to be a racist. But let's honestly look at this. All right. You had white dude, uh, pedophile. Yeah. Other white dude who's about to be a pedophile. Yeah. Convicted of it anyway. Yeah. At least convicted of it. And then you had the last one. Which is already a convicted pedophile. No, no. Uh, he was a wife beater. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was two, the, uh, two pedos and a wife beater. Okay. So the two he killed was one was a pedophile, one was a wife beater. The third one was a convicted pedophile. He just shot him in the arm. So he can't play with his ding dong no more. That's because a, That's a rough one. Sounds like a good day's work. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm still confused how this is racist. How is this racist? Well, because... At now, what level is this racist? Well, they don't call them pedophiles anymore. They call them minor attracted people. Because they are trying to normalize pedophilia. Right? Why would the liberals... Why would the Democrats be trying, trying to normalize pedophilia? Uh, what else is going on right now? What? Just Lane Maxwell? Oh, yeah. She's in court. Yeah, like, she sure is. Her You're trial not starts hear about in a couple days, CBR, but yeah. you won't hear about that. No, nope, why sure won't, won't you? Because there are too many high-profile pedophiles involved in that. Kind of like something else we heard today. So something interesting. We were watching uh, NBC this morning because uh, it's a it's a family tradition. We watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade in yep. New York City because I grew up marching in it. I grew up watching it. I grew up actually being around it. I skipped school. I don't um, know how many years to take the 
train down to the city and watch the Thanksgiving No, that was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that was St. Patrick's Day. That wasn't Thanksgiving Day. You're right. No, I did not We didn't skip school because we were out of school for that. Yeah, you're right. We skipped school for St. Patrick's Day. We skipped school for St. Patrick's Day. We skipped out of the house and went down to the city Yeah, we did that several times. And we drank a whole lot when we were down there. if you're watching. Either way, long story short, when you look at this, okay, so Thanksgiving Day Parade, um, we were we were watching it this morning. It's something we've done in our house for years, and uh, the kids are watching it. And then I heard uh, Al Al Roker. Uh, he came on and he said that who's dead? Willard Scott. Willard Scott died in September. September fourth, actually. That was um, a big day. Yeah, it was. And not only that, it's kind of a poignant day too because that's well, for a, us anyway. That's another one off the list. Well, he was one of the top of your pedo list, wasn't he? Yeah, one of the top. He had huge pedo, big, big time pedo stuff in his background. So, yeah, I, when I found out that Willard Scott was dead, I looked at her. I said, I said, feel it. I said, hey, did you know that Willard Scott was dead? And I said, no. We had no idea. no idea. We had no idea. But I looked it up and I saw that. Al Roker did do a small bit on it, like a, a couple minute segment on when it happened. Um on today's show, but that was it. I, I didn't see any big remembrances. There was or, nothing. You know, nothing. So tell me something. Why don't you do a remembrance like that? Pedo. Unless you got something in your background that says that, yeah, you weren't exactly the most cleanest guy in the world. So that brings us back to what took place in Wakasha. What, what really happened? What is this to distract us from? Or what is the end state of this? We all believe that there's another end state for there's got to be an end JFK. Game. Yep. JFK, there was an end game. What was the end game? Uh, get us into Vietnam or get us out of Vietnam? Um, get us in and get LBJ in with it. Yeah, and LBJ is connected in so many different ways. Yeah, we whole, found that out on Monday too. In the whole, if fucking, you guys haven't finished that episode yet, I highly please. I know it's four and a half hours. <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> Break it up. But I'm telling you, if you apply those rules to this game. You're gonna see the same. You're gonna see the same thing I saw. You're gonna be sitting there going, "Wait a minute! Why didn't those people react?" There's a, you know, there's a, there's a great video going out there amongst Instagram because that's the only social media that I'm on anymore because I got shit canned from everything else. You're on the after... social red pill. Okay, that's true. I am on the social red pill, mm -hmm. but uh, outside of like red state news you know right side news i the only other thing i'm on is instagram instagram had a video going around about this guy who had a seizure in his driver's seat four other drivers that knew nothing of this guy boxed this dude in and put him into the wall and stopped his car from moving but he was legitimately having a straight seizure on the side of the road he could not stop his car he when was could, this? this was not more than five six months ago mm. Okay, six strangers that had absolutely no idea, or four strangers who had absolutely no idea who this dude was. They stopped his car, put him into the wall, and got him out of the car and got him some health care. My point is this really, that happened there, and there were SUVs behind this guy that were driving up. You see him at the end of that video. Yeah, you mean to tell me nobody tried to like swerve their vehicle into him? Apparently the cops shot at him a couple times, like shot up in the air or something, but it didn't do anything. 
I, I don't even believe that happened. I think something else is going on here. I think there's something more to this that we just haven't seen yet. It's a virgining conspiracy, folks. I, I'm just asking you, am I crazy? Have I lost my mind? Am wow. I too far down the rabbit hole? I mean, you're crazy and you lost your mind a long time ago, but I don't think you're too far down this rabbit hole because at this point, anything is possible. Honestly. I mean, we're, I think we're going to, I think we're going to find out more about Wakusha. I think we're going to find out that this guy was like handled by somebody. And I think it's going to be really, I, you know what I actually think? This is what I actually think. I actually think we're never going to hear from this guy. Brooks, whatever his name is, uh, this rapper slash career felon, uh, wannabe rapper. Um, uh, Brooks. You don't think they're going to televise his trial like they did? No, I think he's going to die. I think he's going to die in jail. Okay. I don't think we're ever going to hear from this guy because if it ever comes out. Because it went the wrong way. Exactly. Because he's still alive. He didn't die. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. Interesting. I, I think that's the crux to this. And I think this guy's going to die in jail, kind of like Jeffrey Epstein did. Well, think about it this way. Epstein didn't kill himself. No, but he, he didn't kill himself, but he was in jail for crimes like humongous crimes. Like that would he, have taken down just about the entire elite circle. Exactly. Yes. Uh, because he had the little black book. And he was the owner of the little black book, and the everybody else found out about the little black book. So then the question becomes, why was Epstein killed? You know, Epstein was killed because somebody had to keep his mouth shut. Well, they figured out how to keep his mouth shut by hanging himself with a lot of help. <clears throat> they just left out the red scarf and the doorknob. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I that's my conspiracy for. Your Thanksgiving conspiracy theories, that's the big one. That's the one I was just like, when I, I watched all this shit, folks, I just got to tell you, there's something about this. Well, I'll tell you, my conspiracy theory goes down an even deeper rabbit hole than yours. Yes, it does. And it's even darker than yours on yes. a wider scale. Yeah, because it's a global scale. It, it is. It because is you scale. like the global shit. Well, and, and again, I, I hate being right. And hopefully I'm not right about this one because um, it would mean that a third of the world's population is going to die. More so than even the COVID jab, which I, you know, that's like half the world's population there. Um, and, and 500 million? Yeah, and on, yeah, to get us down to 500 million. Um, and on that, so uh, but before I get to my conspiracy theory, I do want to touch on just a couple news stories. You know, another two soccer players went down this week. Well, a soccer player and a coach. Okay, a soccer player and a coach. So uh, both with chest pains, they're, they're still alive, but they were rushed off the field. That's like 175 of them now Yeah. in like six months. That shit's crazy. Um, John Fleck is the newest one. No, he, he, went, was, he was the one a couple days ago. He was the one that went down like in the middle of a game. There's actually uh, pictures and video of him going down, grabbing his chest. Yeah. And uh, he is grabbing right over his heart. Um, you can watch that's him where it hurt. writhing in pain on the side of the, uh, on the side of the field. Uh, and it is uh, kind of disturbing. Yeah. And uh, John Hopkins came out this week, uh, five days ago on the 20th. In 2020, the total number of COVID deaths was 385,343. And in 2021, the total number of COVID deaths was 770,800. 
and 2021 isn't quite finished yet. So wait, wait, hold on. What's the difference? In 2020, what did we have? We had nothing. We didn't have a vaccine. In 2020, 2021, we had had a vaccine. In 2021, we had a vaccine. And what are the... Why are the deaths almost double now? Hmm. Because the vaccine doesn't work and remdesivir kills people. And this is not about your health. It has never been about your health. Folks, I can tell you right now for 100% fact that uh, people, especially... I, I can tell you for at least in Ohio, um, uh, I got a friend, my best friend, he has his cousin who has now been admitted to the doctor's office. And when she was admitted, the first thing they put her on was her Desvere and they stuck her on a ventilator. And, uh, quite honestly, at the time he wasn't sure if she needed that or not. So she didn't. I can tell you probably more than likely she didn't need it. And what we're watching right now is just the systematic destruction of every human being that goes into a hospital. So if you go into a hospital... It's a death factory. Don't do it. You know you're getting stuck on remdesivir. Yeah. You know that you're going to be stuck on a ventilator. If you do have to go into a hospital... You better go in with somebody who can fight. Seriously, have a patient advocate, go in with a lawyer, have a living will up front, have very specific directions, no remdesivir. How is the doctor supposed to treat you? Uh, I mean, I would be in there with somebody like Vilan who would be yelling at the doctor saying, no, he doesn't need that. He needs this, this, and this. Give this to him. He'll be fine. Absolutely. Um, But now our overlord, Dr. Fauci, says that... Oh, wait. wait, No, no. He's not an overlord. He's a flip-flop. Okay, flip-flop Fauci. Uh, flip-flop fuckface Fauci. Claimed on Sunday that Americans may need to receive booster shots every no, no, six months. Not, not may need. No, you are no longer vaccinated. Understand that you are no longer vaccinated unless you have both the first shot and the second shot if you went the Pfizer-Moderna route. If you went the Johnson & Johnson route. Now you need. Now you need the Johnson & Johnson shot plus a booster to that. And not so, another Johnson & Johnson. You need two Johnson & Johnsons and you need a Pfizer, Pfizer or a Moderna booster. booster. Yeah, because they they want to mix and match. Because, again, this is not about your health. It's it's about how fast they can kill you. It's They're about, not killing you fast enough. Correct. And that is the problem. It's about compliance. But beyond that, and, you know, we had a conversation. We've had a number of conversations about this. But we had a conversation with uh, Pastor Dave Scarlett. And asking if this was, if he thought this was the mark of the beast. And... He thought it was a precursor to the Mark of the Beast, which may be the case. But I think this is where the Mark of the Beast comes from eventually, whether it's this booster or the vaccine passport or the Luciferase biochip that they inject under the skin of your hand or in your forehead. That would be the Mark of the Beast. Well, remember, you need one and two because that's got to take care of yeah, three yeah, and yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You need five and six because yeah. that's got to take care of nine and ten. I got gotcha. But seven and eight are for 12 and 13. Okay. So this just keeps so, piling on one after the other. Exactly. It does. The question is why? Because obviously it's not about health. I mean, it is about power. But here's my theory. So I think... There's one of two possibilities. Either we are in revelations, we are in the end times. This is this is the end game, um, which is possible. We are. This is God's plan, and we're just along for the ride and praying that we make it to the end. Because I don't think that the end is the end of everything. I think it's the beginning of something new. Um, 
And I say that because energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Correct. Okay. So that in and of itself leads to that there can be no end, just new beginnings. So I'm good with that. But if it is God, God's plan, then we've read the book. We know who wins. We know what the ending is, right? We're not all going to like the ending, but God wins in the end. The other option is that the deep state or the cabal or whatever you want to call them are creating the end times based on the prophecies of the Bible so that they can try and change the end. They are deliberately manufacturing biblical crises so that God does not win, so that they win. And that's a scary thought. And there's something to that beyond just the mark of the beast. Um, I, I don't know how they would have dried up the Euphrates, which has actually already happened. Um, and there's been a couple other things that lead me to believe that we are in God's plan. But, you know, they say God plans and, or man plans and God laughs, right? So That's how it always works. Exactly. Um, so this story caught my eye. And right off the bat, because it's from NASA, it made me think bullshit. And when I looked deeper into it, it made me think, what the hell are they doing? So NASA's DART mission to make first ever attempt to defend Earth from asteroids. From what? Now, what asteroid? based on that story, you would think that there's asteroids hurtling at us, right? Yeah. As depicted in the Bible. What's the asteroid from the Bible? Uh, wormwood. Wormwood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, according to the Bible... Uh, in the end times, Wormwood will come and hit the Earth and will wipe out a third of the Earth's population. And um, there'll be great upheaval, volcanoes and floods and, and basically the, you know, the worst parts of hell that you can not even imagine. Right. But yeah. that's not the case. There are currently no Earth shattering asteroids on a trajectory to hit us. However... Tuesday night, humanity will make its first attempt ever to defend itself against threats that are out of this world. Asteroids. And uh, <laughs> so it says we're constantly getting hit by little meteorites, but we know there are bigger ones out there. And that's why NASA is preparing now for the future when an asteroid does threaten life on Earth and we need to defend our planet. We want to live. No, we don't want to die. That's from Avram Cohen. So Tuesday night, the DART mission rockets into outer space. DART stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test. Using solar power for propulsion, 10 months from now, NASA's DART will be 6.5 million miles away and within striking distance of a near-Earth double asteroid, Didymus, the larger of the two, and Dimorphos, the smaller, or the moonlit. DART will be ramming into Dimorphos in the hopes of redirecting it. The asteroid we're trying to hit is about the size of a football stadium, Glaze said, and we're going to try and hit it with something the size of a refrigerator. Dart won't have eyes on Dimorphos until it's about an hour away from impact. It will show up as one picture in the camera, Glaze said. So, so okay, let's let's get an idea of what's going on here, okay? So, if this, if my microphone here is the Earth, okay, and you have a asteroid coming at this direction, this distance away from earth right yeah if we believe that earth is round and obviously <laughs> i have issues with that because and that space is real but yes I, i'm not 100 earth can be flat and space can st still be real they're not mutually exclusive I, i'm not 100 sold on that but okay. either way 
if this is the asteroid as it comes closer, right? If we hit it on this end, right? And let's say it pushes it out to a further orbit. Let's just say it does work. For instance, okay, there's a nuclear blast that causes this thing to shift out of its current orbit. And as that orbit transverses everywhere else, and as it comes back, now this orbit is now on a direct collision course for Earth. Or it's like billiards, right? Yeah. Because they're hitting the smaller, the moonlit, the smaller asteroid. Yep. So if they bounce, bounce that off its that track off and this it one, hits the big one and puts it into an Earth orbit, they could very well be this, creating a biblical situation. Now, I believe everybody grew up with the same parents, uh, for the most part, that, you know, I had a father who told me a long time ago that, like, look, if it ain't broken, don't, don't fucking fix it. fix it. Let it go. Okay? This is one of those things where it's like, look... Um, it ain't broken. When this comes back around in about 200 years or whatever, in another 100 years, and it comes back into our orbit, is this thing now going to be right on track to well, hit us? If this is or is it going to be biblical event? It's not going to take 200 years. It's going to take about two and a half years. Well, whatever, whatever the time frame is that this thing circles all the way around, whatever it circles and comes back because it's obviously trapped within this atmosphere within this. Uh, whatever you want to call it, if you're a flat earther, you believe this universe, this universe, um, it's obviously trapped in this universe, which means it's going to spin around something and come back. So my question is, is this like a boomerang? Do we just knock a boomerang off its original course? And now this boomerang is making its U-turn around Jupiter and coming right back into earth or, uh, did we protect ourselves? Did we actually bounce a fucking asteroid that could bounce into earth later on in time it's nasa yeah. they fuck everything up they fucked up the apollo i get it i i'm, I'm just saying I'm... do you remember the hubble telescope no yes. we, we have a vested interest well we have a yeah an interest in the hubble telescope because we grew was, up in the town where yeah. it was built and they fucked up the mirrors yeah they sure work. did <laughs> that was like the running joke. Um, our town was an embarrassment for a very long time. It, it was a running joke, be just simply because of that. But NASA's the one that gave them the plans for the mirrors in the first place. Just saying. So, do I have full faith in NASA? No. No. Because do I it's have just another government agency? I still have, and it's run by Nazis. I, I don't have any faith. In space, I think space is fake and gay, but uh, it, it, it's a tough one though because regardless, you've got to figure out what is. But and yet, even the Bible says that the Earth is flat and there's a firmament, firmament, and yet it talks about asteroids coming from space to hit us. Correct. So, again, the Earth can be flat and space can still be real, and there can still be things floating out there because otherwise, what what are we in? Whether it's space, it's space, right? I mean, it's not just us. Anyway, uh, I'm just um, throwing the part out there that but, like, so my, cons but my conspiracy theory, and it is mine, even though you just tried to hijack it there. No, I didn't. I, I'm <laughs> well, not trying to hijack this one. <laughs> trust me. That's got something to do with space. And I think space is fake and gay, but so, um, is it possible that they are using their technology to change the course of an asteroid so that it actually does hit us? Is it possible that? They're using that to cover up the fact that some 
or they're using, you know, what took place the other day in Wakusha to cover up the fact that they launched, because that all happened within the 24-hour time span. Because that dart rocket took off on Monday, and uh, that was the day after Wakusha happened. So are they using that to cover up, uh, or is Wakusha being used to cover that up? Well, it happened on Tuesday, but yeah, okay. I mean, are they are they using that to cover that up? So what is, and one of the things I thought was really interesting was the uh, polls that came out. One of the questions asked in the polls was, do you believe this administration is being transparent Transparent with you? No. And it was a resounding no. It wasn't just a no across the board, like, you know, just Republicans saying, well, for no, fuck's sake. Democrats are saying it too now. I Demo- mean, he has been become the laughing stock of the Democratic Party. And he just said, hey, Joe Biden just said, well, look. I'm going to run for president in 2024. Oh, please, please do. He's not even going to be here. Please, please do. I think he'll be dead. I, 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 agree. I honestly believe that he's going to die before then. I, if they don't take him out, he'll probably die naturally. Yes. I don't believe it'll be natural. I believe they'll claim it's natural, but I don't believe it'll be natural. I bet it's cancer. I bet they're going to claim cancer. Based, just based off of his butthole recent, cancer, yeah, colonoscopy. Yeah. Hey, uh, rapid onset cancer is a big side effect of the jab, and they don't have to blame it on the jab. Yeah, and it, they might have actually given him the real booster. You know, there was a whistleblower that came out in, um, oh, somewhere in Europe. It might have been Australia uh, or New Zealand or something like that. Austria, you mean? No. Anyway, she's a she's a nurse, and she said that all of the uh, all of the people in the government were getting saline shots instead of actual mRNA vaccines. Mm. So that does not surprise that doesn't surprise me either. And we've seen it. Like we saw the picture of the Egyptian president getting his booster, and the needle didn't even penetrate his skin. Yeah. So, there was no or it needle. wasn't even a needle. There was there was, was nothing on the end. It was quick just, auto injector that disappeared yeah, with nothing there. So there was nothing. There. Um, but I think they might have actually given Joe the booster based on his. Even more rapid decline. I mean, it was pretty rapid before. I mean, it's about to say it hasn't really been good since he started running. But, but yeah, it's gotten it, worse and worse and worse. It's it's a rough one. I I tell you. I I don't know how he's going to run again. That's my question because he's like what seventy eight now. Well, uh, seventy nine now. He just turned seventy nine, didn't he? Hmm. I I don't know. I, I am very upset that he shares a birthday month with the two of us, though, because he does not deserve that. Not even close. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hunter would be very mad if his father didn't run again, though, because he's making money hand over fist right now. Yeah, well, I mean, he's still involved in the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, that's well, I mean, he, they honest. were supposed to divest themselves of all of that. Oh, that's all. Money, Get you the know? fuck out of here. But no, but even just uh, this week. Yeah, his his computer his, keeps turning out like gold mines of information and people do not understand like look this computer is no joke like literally the reason they keep finding this information out is because hunter is like well i was uh doing nothing but all the right things no you weren't no so you were a shithead and we have proof of it apparently um one of his investments into an equity investment firm tied to a chinese company holds a significant stake in one of the largest cobalt mining operations in the world located in the republic of congo what do they use cobalt for? Uh, electric car batteries. Really? And yeah. What's that big push right now? Electric cars. Like, you have to buy an electric car now to get a tax break. How's that going for you, California? For the rich. 
I mean, that's for the rich. That's were, not for for you can't. Uh, I'm sorry. No normal. Amer I could not go out today and purchase a Tesla, for instance. No, I couldn't because I can't afford it. I can't afford it. There's no, no we don't way have one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to drop on a freaking car. Not even close. And I have a friend who bought a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car, and it's a lemon. Well, it was a Cadillac. That's true. Too. It was an SUV, and <laughs> it was. It was a big gas. It is a big gas guzzler. It was, I don't know if it's that was a hundred twenty thousand dollar clunker. To be quite honest, but with either you. way, um, I mean, but that's how okay. can you afford that though? We could not afford that. I can tell you that right now, and I'm making. Well, how can we afford gas right now? It's up, you know, almost doubled. Hey, but, look, but wait, people are taking hey, my stickers now. You know what? We're, we're, it's going to be okay as far as the gas is concerned because they've released some of our emergency reserves. Where'd that go? Oh, wait, hold on. Actually, I've got that. I think you've Stand got by. a clip for I, that. I've got a clip for that. I know. So we're going to play this real quick because this one is actually really good. It's quite funny. See, so y'all check this one out because this one will make you laugh. All right, this, this one is just impressive. This is the Undersecretary of Energy. On more levels than one. If you know, how many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? I don't have that number. So some suggest it's about 18 million, which would suggest you're releasing less than three days' worth of supply from the Petroleum Reserve. Yeah, there's something there that... Uh, so... 318 million. No, no, it's just 18 million. We, we go through about... We consume 18 million barrels of oil a day. So they're releasing less than 6% they're, of our they're fuel releasing reserves. 50 million barrels of oil. Yeah, but not to us. Not all to us. No, no, not all to us. So, um, it, they, but they, you know, their poll numbers are absolutely horrible. So they have to do something. So they'll release a day or two's worth of gas and tell people that they're releasing the emergency oil reserves, which what, what are the emergency oil reserves for? Actual emergencies. Like if like, we're attacked? Yeah, and we don't have gas. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So as far as I know right now, we still have gas. It's expensive as fuck. Thank you, Joe Biden. But um, we still you did have that gas. did too, by the way. You did do that. But you don't need to release the emergency no. oil reserves, especially when it's only 50 million barrels. Maybe half of that's coming to us. That is literally like a, a day and a half worth of oil for us. Yeah. That does nothing. Yeah, especially when the coldest part of the year is on us now, right now. And in California today, I heard there were tens of thousands of people without electricity. Why is that? Um, probably because they were all, all off electric... of work, so they were trying to charge their electric cars during the day, and they ran out of juice. Hmm. 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 Normally, they try and charge them overnight. Remember, California was telling people, stop charging your cars overnight because there's not enough power to support it without the solar input. That's a good point. Maybe it was a cloudy day in California. Was it windy? Because then where are the wind turbines? Uh, oh, those don't really do a good job of holding a charge. I mm, forgot about that. Well, because they can't actually store solar power or, or wind, wind power, power for yeah. more than a couple of hours. Yeah. So there's no batteries big enough to hold that. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Interesting. Yeah. It's amazing how this shit works. And there was a huge explosion in a coal mine in Russia today as well. Hmm. Giant, I mean, like hundreds of people died. Huge explosion in the coal mine in Russia. On Thanksgiving, nonetheless. And, well, they don't have Thanksgiving in Russia, but... Well, they have, like... They have very little to be thankful for, I think. Yeah, I guess. Because they're... Well, they're communists, so... You're going to have that in those big jobs. Not so much. I thought they weren't communists anymore. No, they're, they're still communists. Hmm. Well, they're a form of communism. Okay. They're just not the communism you and I think. All communism. right. Anyway. They're not Red Shield communism. Okay.
So basically, our conspiracy theories are that um, we're fucked. The world is going to end, and the CIA is facilitating it. For the most part. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, that's it. what it boils down to. That's pretty much what it boils down to. There's a lot of different things going on, though. And this is just another example of division right here, folks. And i got to play this one because uh, Dylan brought this up to me earlier. And I said, there's no way. But then she got the actual clip of it. And uh, yeah. it's actually really funny. So I want you to watch Al Sharpton's face real quick. This is really good. This uh, is Ahmad this... Arbery's dad. And understand, look, I'm not against the three guys that went to jail for the rest of their life based on this killing, because I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned, this is disgusting. Absolutely. Um, and if anyone's not familiar with the Ahmad Arbery case, basically this guy was jogging and um, three white guys he's... chased this black kid down and uh, essentially shot him. And they said That's that exactly he was, what they he did. Was, they boxed was, him up with their pickup trucks and they, they gunned him down in the street. And they were basically claiming that, well, he broke into a house and stole something when that never did happen. And I can tell you right now, off the top of my head, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. And I, I still think it's disgusting to this day. And I'm glad that every single one of those guys got whatever Absolutely. they're going to get, whatever the decision is, whatever the court decides. They deserve everything that's coming to them and then some, because yeah. as far as I'm concerned, that is his, whatever his past is, is immaterial. The point is, is what took place there is. That uh, was not self-defense. Look, fight or flight. If he had killed all three of those white guys, I'd be sitting here going right now. I'd be saying the same thing. That would have been self-defense. That guy did everything in his power to defend himself because he had three white people trying to chase him down. Fuck him. I, I agree with him. He should have done that. And by God, we've got the next Wesley Snipes. But the fact that he got killed on the flip side of this is disgusting in and out of itself. I feel bad for his mom and dad. But his dad said the greatest thing today. And it's one of the things that still hold out hope. If you're looking for some hope on this Thanksgiving, this is one of those things that I would say holds out some hope. So just listen to what he says. And make sure you're watching Al Sharpton's face. If you're listening, I'm sorry, but go to Rumble. Check this one out because this is interesting. It's really right in the middle of everything. But watch Al Sharpton's face because this takes a whole new like level of holy shit, you're an idiot. So watch this. We got that, let's watch. This here's for the day. Let you know that black kid life don't matter. For real, all life matters. All life. Not just black children. We don't want to see nobody go through this. I don't want to see no daddy watch a kid get left and shot down like that. That's right, Mom. So it's all our problem. It's all our problem. So, hey, let's keep fighting. Let's keep doing it and making this place a better place for all human beings. Amen. All human beings. Amen. Everybody. I'm going to tell you right now, folks. Al Sharpton right there. I don't know if you can see his face. but Oh, man. If now he could. looks pissed. At the beginning, he yeah. was nodding and smiling, and then yep. he wouldn't even look at him. And, and now he he's like staring now, daggers yep, at him. Yep. And he, he had a mini stroke there, just I, in case you didn't see that. Well, he had a mini stroke. He's probably even vaccinated, so well, time's over. That's so, probably a possibility. You know, that's, that's, but Al Sharpton right there had a fucking complete stroke. He is now done. He's like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. Well, good. I'm glad to see someone standing up. And I, I agree with Ahmad Arbery's father there. He's absolutely right. It's all of our problems. We have to do something about this. This cannot continue. Yeah, there's one more clip I want you to play. Okay. It's the Glenn, the Glenn Beck one. All right, well, give me a second. Let me find because it. Because this actually goes towards what we've been talking about this whole episode, how the 
Government is all in it. It's not about our health. It never has been. I haven't found it. Okay, I'll send it to you again. Yeah, because I don't have that one. All right. You got to send that one to me. But either way, I, I've got CloudHub up, but I don't have it. Either way, folks, I just want you to see that one because that one right there alone with the whole... <laughs> I mean, you can see it in Al Sharpton's face. Al Sharpton goes from, like, normal to, like, and he's like, what are you saying? All lives matter? Wait a minute. No, that's not what we're about here. No, that's exactly what we're about here. That's what all of this is about. All lives do matter. It's not about whether you're black, white, purple, green, yellow. It doesn't matter. We are about all lives matter. This shit is getting to the point where, like, look, they're coming not after us. They're coming after our kids. They're coming after everybody else's kids. I mean, I feel bad for the Arbery's because, honestly, their son is not there again for another Thanksgiving because these three white guys were douchebags, and they went and shot this kid. Yeah, they got into a fight with him on the side of the street. I get it. There were three dudes to one dude. Really? You mean to tell me you had to pull out a gun? That's your strength? Get the hell out of here. That's craziness. Get If you can't take them, why didn't... And they were all cops. They were all former... Some of them, well, at least two of them were former cops. You mean to tell me they didn't know that, hey, your jurisdiction doesn't go that far? Like, look, if it's on your property, that's one thing. If it's not on your property, it's a completely separate issue. You mean to tell me they didn't know that? That's a big issue with me because if they were former cops... I'm a former cop. I can tell you right now... In Georgia, you should have known that. It does not extend that far. Their defense was one day. When I saw that their defense was one day, I was like, yep, they're getting convicted. Because they had no defense. They didn't. They had no defense. Zero defense. If you don't have this in 20 seconds, we're done. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. So, either way, folks. Uh, real quick, just remember, today was Thanksgiving at 6 a.m. today. Cultural Life started their uh, Black Friday sale. Uh, if you go into the links below this, you'll be able to click on that. You'll still be able to get in on it. It's 50% off pretty much everything in the store. Um, if you're shopping for your wife, your girlfriend, somebody else, go in there. If you want to feel good about the clothes you're wearing, that is the place you go. Uh, support a cultural life, not a culture of death. There's plenty of companies out there that support cultures of death. Uh, I can tell you right now, just from experience alone, uh, Nike, uh, there's they they hand out a naughty and a nice list, but Nike, LL Bean, just some crazy ones that you didn't think like you didn't think they supported abortion. These companies are out there openly supporting abortion. Uh, yeah, no, go out there right now. Go to Cultural Life 1972. Pick you up some stuff that or your girlfriend, your wife, something else. I gave. Carla, a bunch of shit. I told her that, like, hey, look, the guys that talk to me, they want men's clothing. It's and coming. It, it'll be out by Father's Day. Yeah, well, that's Hopefully. what she said. We're going to give her the time because she is our first sponsor, so I got to give her a little bit more leeway than most. But it's coming, so just stand by. But So click on the link in the show notes. It'll bring you directly to their website. You use correct. promo code Black Friday. Get 50% off. Almost everything on the site. I think fine jewelry is excluded, but um, so many that she still has some of those red, white, and blue beanies left. Um, so many cute shirts, joggers. They're also all, all kinds of adorable stuff. They're marching December 1st for the Dobbs case. 
get up to, if you're up in dc do me a favor get out there help them out support them um the Dobbs case, if you're not aware of what the Dobbs case is, it will challenge Roe versus Wade because if this is upheld, this will challenge all parts of Roe versus Wade because this is a big deal. It is all Roe versus Wade stuff. Uh, trust me, folks, I, I want to see this case get upheld. I want to see this go through. They are going to be protesting in silence, praying outside the uh, Supreme Court. If you're up there, give them a shout. Look them up. I'm sure you will get your, uh, there's, I'm almost positive you will get a message as to where they're meeting up, but it's going to be outside the Supreme Court. Sign up Court. for their email list when you go to Culture of Life 1972. Yep. There's an email list you can sign up for and she'll send out the information of um, where they're going to meet up on uh, what's going on those days and how you can help support them. So. If you have any more questions about what they're about, please go back and listen to our episode that we did just this week with her. Yep. Um, it is, they are an amazing company and I give them all the props in the world. Uh, this is a, a great company. This is a great people. This is a great group to get behind and support. So give it a shot, see what you like. Uh, if you want to feel good about the stuff you're buying for your kids, your wife, your girlfriend, do it, go on there, get that stuff and give it to your wife, your girlfriend. It's made here in America. It will be here before Christmas. You don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast. Um, great stuff they have on there. Uh, trust me, I'm getting VLIN. Well, I'm giving my credit card to VLIN so that she can get herself some stuff because I don't want to feel like an idiot and she wants to get the stretchy stuff because she's going to need <laughs> the stretchy stuff because here soon because she's got a, a butt in the oven. Yeah. So we're just waiting on that to come out. I'm I'm actually, I'm waiting on my my pillow pregnancy pillow to come out too because they've assured me that they are in the process of making a pregnancy pillow, which is very exciting um but my pillow stuff alone is very exciting it because is. The my pillow also made slippers, in the us it will ugh. get here in time for christmas the slippers Killers. are i mean i wore the slippers to thanksgiving dinner tonight honestly i didn't i i know because i wanted to look like an adult i didn't care like no mine my, but you're I have, pregnant so i have it's the okay. moccasins and it's not so the weird dude if I, still you guys... had, if I still had a job i would wear my slippers to work dude so many people i am so tired of this Give pregnant women who are the strongest women in the world. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Super women. That's because true. they should wear capes at this point. But I, I, I think this is bullshit. Well, that's because we get huge influxes of energy and then we're smoked. But yeah, but I still think it's bullshit because y'all deal with this shit and then you get catered to like, I've got to go get your drink and I've got to pick you up and I've got to put you down and I've got to take care of you and I've got to baby you. This is bullshit. I'm just saying, folks, I have never asked you to baby me. And no, you if, have if never. You... But there's been people that have implied before that I have to. And if I don't, I'm an asshole. Fuck that. You're an that's asshole what I anyway. said. That's what I said. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you get a drink from me or not. You're still an asshole. So either way, folks, <laughs> my pillow, of course, use promo, promo code, code defiant. defiant. You can save up to sixty six percent on your order. Trust me, right now you want to get it's on there so and order it. it. Uh, everything is worth it. The my pillow mattress topper, the the sheets. So we have all of these things. Yeah, we have all of them. The roll if and go pillow. I if I did not it. own this stuff, I would tell you don't go get it. But I own this stuff. It works for me. I go to sleep like a... Well, I don't go to sleep like a baby. I go to sleep like yeah, a toddler. Yeah, we had that whole conversation before because it always drives me nuts when people are like, oh, you're going to sleep like a baby. Most babies don't sleep. Yeah, they're, so they're kind of assholes. We, we were very spoiled and I pray, I pray God, please let this baby be like the last two because our babies actually slept like through the night as soon as they were born. I'm pretty sure this one's going to sleep. It was like night. six to eight hours the 
first night they came home from the hospital, they were asleep, which is, I mean, they slept longer than we did. So, long story short. But if you want to sleep like one of our babies, then um, go to MyPillow.com. Yeah. And, use, uh, use promo code, code defiant, defiant and 66% off your order. Trust to, me, yeah. your, your sheets. Oh my God. The sheets are amazing. The p- mattress topper is amazing. The towels, folks, the freaking towels. The towels are pretty Go fantastic. get the towels. The towels are amazing. Uh, we live in the South. It's very humid down here. It's so I can hard to dry hang off. the towel up. And the next morning I go in to grab the towel when I, after I'm done with my shower, done, it's dry. It's still dry from the day before. So that's something that doesn't happen with normal cotton towels. With whatever Mike Lindell puts in these towels, amazing. Done. Absolutely. I, it's sold. Go get one. They're soft. I washed it. It was even more soft after I washed it, which is weird. because I 90- washed it, but yes. Well, she did. But <laughs> normally they're like really stiff and they itch when you, you use them. Not this, not this one. Trust me. Go get one. And he's allergic to dryer sheets, so we don't even use those. And yeah. it's still incredibly soft and fluffy. Yep. So, but and we can't forget about our favorite doctors. Um, Dr. Stella, Dr. Sherwood. Dr. Sherwood, Dr. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, go get your ivermectin, go get your hydroxychloroquine. And your vitamin supplements. Absolutely. Because we're coming into winter. And you know, the premeditative health the one, is more well, important than anything else. So the the one underlying thing that they found. In everyone that they've tested who has gone into the hospital with COVID-19, the one common factor that they've all found, you know what that is? What? Their D levels, their vitamin D levels are way too low. Way too low. So how much time do you spend out in the sun? I spend a lot because I like the sun. So I probably spend a couple hours in the sun a day, but I still take vitamin D because it's wintertime. And unless you're in the sun at the exact right time, you're not going to get the vitamin D levels. You're not going to get the vitamin D that you should. Well, I probably get too much. You then. you probably get plenty. Um, but the darker your skin tone is, the harder it is for you to absorb vitamin D as well. That's true. The, the more pigment you have in your skin, the the less absorbs, absorb, anyway. absorption. Fine. The less absorption that the vitamin D um, that you Correct. gain from the vitamin D. So. You should definitely do a vitamin D supplement. And I mean, zinc as well. That's an integral part of your immune system. Vitamin C, you cannot overdose on vitamin C. Okay. Can't have it. it Don't you, believe you, the left side media. They're bullshit. They're full insane, of shit. Right. Yeah. Um, I personally, I take 8,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day and 3,000 milligrams of vitamin D a day. And uh, and I put it, I have this like liposol liposol liquids of them um and uh, and i put it in a water drink and it actually tastes pretty good so but dr stella and dr sherwood both sell all-in-one vitamin supplements it's like it's all the vitamins you need to keep you healthy in one pill and you get day. you take two a day and that's it it's You're fantastic good. and with dr sherwood go to sherwood.tv slash patriot party you get the free ebook Yep. And you get the Five vitamins. Per, or 10% off 10% of all the vitamins. Off vitamins, um, supplements. He also has like workout supplements. He also all, has hydroxychloroquine, yep. ivermectin. Yep. Uh, better to have and not need than need and not have. And same uh, thing with Dr. Same Stella. Same thing with Dr. Stella, use but use promo code defiant at yep. drstellamd.com. 
You get 5% off your Teladoc visit, your hydroxychloroquine, your ivermectin. If that you're comes sick, it with comes refills. overnight. Yes, they will overnight it to you. It comes with refills. So when you get close to the end, you call the pharmacy that shipped it to you in the first place, and they will send you your refill. The shipping's already been paid for. It was part of your initial payment right off the top. So um, her book is fantastic. I'm looking at it right now. You can also get 5% off of her book, which actually has dosage instructions for both hydroxychloroquine and avermectin, as well as all kinds of other shit, things. I'm, I'll tell you how to take it. If you email us, I'll tell you how to take it. I've read the book. I know how to take it. Yep. I've instructed other people to take it. Trust me, folks. And it this works. works. It really uh, works. I got a, uh, my best friend, he just gave it to uh, his brother, uh, his, I guess it'd be his cousin's brother-in-law. I, I don't know how you'd say that. But it, Shades of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's like yeah. three steps removed. Anyway, whatever. Um, his cousin, she's in the hospital right now. Uh, she can't take pills, but her uh, husband was released, and he went and showed up, gave her the hydroxychloroquine that I gave him to give to him. I said, hey, look, take it like this. He went and took it like that. Um, we're waiting to hear exactly how it works out for him, but I'm pretty sure if he takes it, he's going to be like 100% in a couple days, and he's going to... I guarantee we just red pilled another person who's going to go into that hospital and he's going to fight like hell to make sure his wife gets that dosage to stop this crap that they're doing to her because she's been on a breathing apparatus for over three months now. She's been in an induced coma for over, over three months now, which is ridiculous because her chances of recovery from that are horrible. Yeah, they go down every day that you're on a ventilator. Your chances of, of recovery go significantly down. And... And to be quite honest, when my mom had COVID, we only gave her ivermectin because she has AFib as well. And hydroxychloroquine, it's rare, very rare, not like they call heart attacks and vaccinated people's rare. This is actually rare. Um, but hydroxychloroquine can cause heart problems, cause some heart, heart problems. problems. So since not she, necessarily like heart, heart attacks, attacks but, like that, but it can cause some it heart, can problems. Cause heart problems. And since she'd already had AFib and she'd already gone through it's a safer surgery, bet to not we went with that. only the ivermectin for her. And I took the hydroxychloroquine because I was feeling like shit too. I think I probably had COVID as well. Um, I felt better in a week. She felt better in a week. I only took hydroxychloroquine. She only took ivermectin. Both of us took those vitamin supplements. And honestly, she, start, she started feeling better with the vitamins after a day before days. the ivermectin yeah. even came in. She was already feeling better just taking the vitamins. But it really works. I mean, there's there's proof going out like right now. Like there was, we just talked about it. We said that there was so many people in 2020 uh, that had it. And now in 2021, they said it was twice what it was in 2020. And why is that? Well, the vaccine. I mean, that's the biggest reason that we can all talk to, talk about. I mean, it was 385,343 people that had died from 2020. And in 2021, there were 770,800 people that had died of, of COVID. COVID. Or so COVID. what's the difference between 2020 and 2021? Fucking vaccine. That's the biggest difference. That's the one thing. Once you do that, you increase the viral strand. You increase every every part of any virus that has anything to do with the human body. So, folks, 
If you need it, go get it. If you don't need it, go get it. The reason I say go get it, because it's better, again, to have and not need than need not have. Because when you do need it, you're not going to want to have to wait a couple of days for them to ship it to you. And let me, let me tell you something. On hand. Let me tell you something else, too, real quick. Okay. Uh, Dr. Stella also, I believe in the book, also gives you uh, points on how to give it to kids. So you can give ivermectin to kids. Kids can, can recover. Give hydroxychloroquine to kids too. So folks, kids can recover from COVID with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. All of these things are possible. But the only way that kids are going to get it is if mom and dad stand up and say, look, you're not putting my kid on a ventilator. But mom and dad got to do it. So, and you're not giving my kid the shot. Shit, fuck this shot. Don't even trust it. It's all crap. Just get the ivermectin, get the hydroxychloroquine. It works. We've watched it work ourselves. We would not promote it if we didn't believe in it. Absolutely. Folks, this is a no-brainer. We do not push in on you that we don't believe in. We believe in MyPillow. We believe in Cultural Life 1972. We believe in both Dr. Sherwood and Dr. Stella. They both have been on our show. They are both amazing human beings. They have a 9,000 to 1 ratio in treating COVID. All right? They have treated 9,000 patients. They haven't lost oh, one yet. Oh, even more than that. Well... Dr. Stella has lost a few because by the time people have come to her, they are so, so, so sick that sometimes it's it's just too far gone. Um, Dr. Sherwood has treated 8,000 COVID patients. 8,001. And, and has uh, 8,001 and has lost zero. Dr. Stella has treated in the tens of thousands of COVID patients and has lost maybe a dozen. So look, folks, if it didn't work, we wouldn't tell you to go there and do it. It works. Trust us on this. This is one of those things. It's got to be a blind faith thing. You got to believe what you're hearing and feel what you're hearing and go do it. I'm telling you right now, put it in your oh shit box. It's just something to have. It's good for a lot of different things, not just COVID. Malaria, I, I, I can't go through all of them, but parasites, there's a lot of different things. And you'd be amazed at how many regular everyday Americans have parasites and don't even know it. Yeah. You start taking it, you feel a million times better what you felt the day before. Yeah. I'm telling you folks, try it. Give it a shot. See how you feel. Let us know how you feel. Send us a message. Tell us how you did. If it didn't work for you, tell us. If it did work for you, tell us. We want to hear both sides. We don't want to hear just the, we don't want to hear one or the other. We're going to publicize. We will talk about it. Uh, we had a gentleman uh, talk to us about our sound. I get it. We're on a wood war footing right now. I apologize. Actually, I think we sound better now than we did before. I, we're working on it though. I, I hope we do, but <laughs> there's a, especially earlier today because earlier today we didn't sound we anything. No sound. <laughs> Long story short with this one, folks, I'm telling you, we're working on it. We're doing our best to get better and better. Every time we come out, we try to produce at least a product that I can tolerate and you all can listen to. Um, some people say we don't have a problem. Some other people say, well, I can hear megabytes that are being compressed. Well, I get it. Whatever. Look, folks, we're doing our best. We're trying our best. We don't make any money from this right now. We're doing our best to make something from this, to make this a permanent job where we can do this every day. Um, I'm, I'm doing my damnedest. Trust me. I want to put out a podcast every day because uh, the new cycle. It's fun and we like it. At, and the news cycle is just so it's fucking so ridiculous right If we now. do a news podcast every three or four days, it's uh, two hours like this one has become. So. No shit. It, has. <laughs> it sure has. Damn it. So anyway. <laughs> Either way. 
uh, go to those guys, check them out for us. Uh, we do have some more sponsors coming in the future. Yep. Um, I've got uh, some holster companies. So if you want a, a holster for your pistol or Golden your firearms. Guy. Uh, we have gold and silver at some point, hopefully. I still haven't heard back from him. I've tried three times now. I'll call him. Well, you call him that. Fine. I, I've been asking you to. Uh, you're the one who's home. I'm not home. So mm -hmm. we're we're trying to get a gold and silver guy for you all. Uh, we're still working at that. We have, uh, like I said, I got a pistol company, a couple pistol companies right now coming on board for holsters. Um, I've got guys waiting that are still trying to figure out. Uh, the guy who makes this T-shirt, uh, Bravo Foxtrot, they just figured it Zero out. Zero Foxtrot. Or zero foxtrot. That's right, zero foxtrot. Uh, they just figured this out. The whole uh, how promo code promo code. codes work. Mm -hmm. uh, I just start saw them start uh, advertising on different sites with promo codes. I'm sure we're getting ours real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Hopefully, they're going to start selling a T-shirt with that lo this logo, and then their theirs on one sleeve, their logo on one sleeve, and our logo on the other. When that happens, we will definitely be selling the shit out of those because and that is the baddest freaking, that is the baddest t-shirt I've ever seen. And we're getting a merch store. We are. We are. So um, we're going to be talking to a, a Patriot e-commerce person here in the next couple of days. And uh, he is going to help us build our own merch store. So that's very exciting as well. All still made in the U.S. Yep. 400 products you can choose from. Um, various. Our, from our koozies logo, to... Obviously, uh, Cups, shirts, shirts all, hats, sweatshirts, all kinds hats, of stuff. The whole bit. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have some fun because the t-shirts that I was designing, my local lady didn't want to make them because they were too controversial. And so, we'll also have some stickers for your cars. Making a shirt that says "Capital Cunts" is not appropriate. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Where did that come from? I said she didn't want to produce some of the shirts that I was designing because she said they were inappropriate. Uh, capital cunts, I'm sorry, I don't see that one. We were. We were we a bunch were. of capital cunts exactly. that day. January 6th, we yes. were a bunch of capital cunts yes, that day. Yes, that's where I'm going with that. So right. anyway. That's a that's a badge of honor as far as I'm concerned. Right? That's not a that's not I don't find that bad in any way, shape, or form. Well, you know, the narrative's gotten to some people, even some patriots. So. But either way. What are you gonna do? Um folks, have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great turkey day and uh, I hope you're getting this right now and it's late at night and you're getting ready to go to bed. But I really hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you enjoyed your family because that's what this day is about. It's not about anything more than family, friends, uh, a lot of liquor, a lot of beer. I hope you had family around your table. I hope you didn't do the stupid shit that we heard earlier about Oh, well, just give him a test out in your garage. I'd punch you in the face if you tried to give me a test in your garage. And then I'd leave. And then I'd say, hey, have a fucking good dinner without me because I'm not going to be here for this. I would I would take I a Q-tip and put it somewhere else. I hope you all have a else. lot of amazing leftovers that you get to enjoy. Turkey sandwiches, open-faced gravy boat turkey sandwiches with some homemade cranberry jelly. Very nice. That's a very nice way of putting it. That's my And point. I love the cranberry jelly that she makes because she figured out a way to make it. I tell you what, folks, it's to <laughs> die for. I've been having fun with cranberry jelly recipes. I made like three different kinds so far. So that's how you know she's pregnant. It's because some of them had pickles in them. It's <laughs> really weird. Really not. weird. Folks. I did put vinegar in one of them, but See? <laughs> really okay. weird. Either way, I hope you all had a, a very happy Thanksgiving and, uh, Give your best to, from our family to yours. 
I, I really do. I hope you all had a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm not going to take it. Nope, not going to take it. So enjoy, folks, and have a good night. Thanks for listening.